the college football experience, independence preview and picks for 2023 on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by parlay play parlay play is a lead pipe lock for parlay and player props. Go to parlayplay.io. Use the promo code SGP for a hundred percent deposit bonus today. And remember as always folks to let it ride. We're also brought to you by game time. Download the game time app to get the last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. And remember as always to let it ride. This is Jim Mora, and you're listening to SGPN. Let her ride. Think uh, Patty C might have said that once, <laughs> uh, folks. Perhaps you're wondering who the hell you're listening to. My name is Kobe Swinging Database Dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Yes, give me independent football or give me death. Didn't Patrick Henry say that? Something like that. Close enough. Yeah, that's the way I took it when I was in. uh... Is uh, Patrick Henry the starting quarterback for UMass? Perhaps I think there's a strong chance he could be starting for UMass, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, back in fourth and fifth grade, I remember talking UMass football with my teacher. You know, uh, do I am joined by my co-host? Give it up for the DFS God himself. Come play college football DFS with us. We'll have a little episode out covering Week Zero, which will feature a couple, couple independent teams there. That's uh, right. Give it up for. The rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lag giving, farmer, farmer, heard the basketball league MVP, give it a red scene, Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's up? I mean, independent football. Chip Kelly said the other day, we should all go independent, not be affiliated with the conference. Not sure how much the Big Ten like their new coach <laughs> saying that. <laughs> Saying we should all go independent and schedule who we want. Interesting thought. It is interesting, and there might be a couple of new independents. Uh, on you know, if Cal and Stanford can't find a home, very true. As well as 
possibly Oregon State, Washington State. Who knows? I don't know if they have the the cash to do that, but hey, I mean, the the schedule, the, the seasons, their two thousand twenty four season is twelve months away, so they have to have their work cut out for them on figuring out a schedule. It's gotta be crazy. It's gotta be wild, and it's absolutely fucking disgusting that Oregon State, Washington State, Sanford, and Cal are put in this place. But we'll see what happens. We'll make the best of it here on the College Football Experience. Make sure you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience, as we break down all 133 teams on the College Football Experience with a solo podcast for each and every team in the land and every single conference. And if that's not enough for you, we also have the FCS College Football Experience, where we're breaking down every conference as well. Uh, we got you covered here. Um, but look, before we dive into talking about these four, only four remaining independent teams left. When we started watching college football, Penn state was an independent and a shit, a shit ton of other schools, Florida state. Um, but before we, uh, you know, dive into all of that, I want to talk about the terrible, terrible thing that I hate every single August. <laughs> I think I know where you're going. And that is preseason polls. I hate preseason polls. They're all terrible. I don't believe we should have preseason polls. People say, but that's how you sell a game. That's how you sell LSU, Florida state. I, I mean, don't maybe give 20 years shit. ago. Yeah. Do, yeah. Th- there's no reason to have these now. Absolutely none other than to prop up the schools with big names. Yes. And, and that actually can play a role as the season goes, you know, if you start off in the top 10 and you, you know, even if you suffer a loss, you don't drop that much. So it plays a big role it, terribly, terribly in my opinion, but the coaches pull out. It's funny. First off I pulled up. So the coaches poll came out. I pulled up last year's coaches poll where uh, the number one team in the nation was Alabama. They didn't even make the CFP. <laughs> uh, no, but I did find it hilarious that uh, they had Texas A and M in the top seven. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why? Like what did they do yeah. to earn that? Right. Other nice. than having a, a couple really good recruiting classes, nice five win season. They also had Oklahoma in the top 10. They had a losing season. Uh, you know, uh, Michigan state in the top 14, nice losing season. I mean, Miami coming in, uh, in the, in the teens, <laughs> nice losing season, just such a crock of shit. You know what I mean? There's no point in these things. Um, yeah. And I just think it's a benefit to, it helps the, uh, the, the name brand schools. That, that's, that's what I hate about it is it's like, you're not coming in with a level playing field. You know that's what probably I mean? why it, they continue to do it. Cause yeah. I don't see any other reason you don't need help selling LSU, Florida state that sells yeah. itself. So looking at 2023, now they have Georgia number one, which is probably not a good thing for Georgia considering that they were so, so wrong from a season ago. So I want to ask you which teams so wait, how many did I count with a losing record there in their top 20 out of their first top 20, they had uh, what Miami, Michigan state, Oklahoma, a and M four teams with a losing record. You also had some other teams that were just barely like they had wake forest in the top shout out to them honor and wake forest. Uh, I don't think Wisconsin had the greatest season ever either, but uh, okay. So there was four schools with a losing record a year ago. So now if we look at the top 20 here, so it's Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio state, LSU, USC, Penn state, Florida state, Clemson, Tennessee. That's the top 10. Any teams that there are, are which one of those 10 might go under 500. I mean, the first one that jumps out would be Florida state. 
That's or Tennessee or Tennessee. Uh, exactly. Right? Yeah. I think everybody else is pretty damn safe. And I mean, it was things would have to go drastically wrong for the Seminoles or the Vols to go under 500. But uh, I mean, if you, if you have to pick somebody, I'd probably pick those two. Let me hit you with 11 to 20. So 11, Washington, 12, Texas, 13, Notre Dame, 14, Utah, 15, Oregon, 16, TCU, 17, Kansas state, 18, Oregon state, 19, Oklahoma, 20, North Carolina. Okay. Now there's some more possible chances. I would start with TCU. Uh, I think it's, I don't want to tip my hand here too much, but I wouldn't be shocked if Notre Dame had a five and seven season. Oh man. I'm I mean, not I mean, saying t- it's going to happen. I'm just TCU saying you like, went five and seven, two years ago. True. And true. they lost everybody. No, I agree with the TCU play. And Oklahoma was under 500 last year. So they could certainly do the same thing and North Carolina. Certainly. And I was going to say yeah. UNC pot the possibilities there as well. What about Texas? I think you have to mention Texas. The fact that they've had like six, five and seven seasons. I feel like in the past decade. Now I know that they're, they're supposed to be a lot better this year, but still it's, you can't tell me it's not possible. I mean, I guess it's not possible, but I think they're, they're one of the teams within this 10 to 20 range, which I think, I mean, it's not one of the ones that, that scream that, okay, things, things could go bad quickly and they could have an awful year, but Hey, it's possible. I mean, is Texas back? That's the question. Uh, I don't know. I I'm, I'm reluctant <laughs> to say that, but uh, just to round off the top 25 at 21, Wisconsin, 22, Ole Miss, 23, Tulane, 24, Texas tech, the red Raiders, Joey McGuire and 25, Texas a and M. So, Honestly, I uh, think all of those teams could be <laughs> not too late. Tulane will be, we'll have a winning record. Yeah. I mean, I guess if Pratt gets hurt or something, then, then maybe things could go South, but, but actually they're, they're probably the team I might feel more comfortable, especially playing in the AAC without, you know, Houston, Cincinnati and yeah. UCF Ole Miss, I think will have a, at least 500 because they have those four non cons. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I think, I think all these will be above 500, but I'm just saying if, if you had to pick one or two. Yeah. But surprisingly, like I said, last year they had two in the top nine that had losing records. That's wild. So if if you, if you were to do that exercise with this, you don't, Tennessee is not an option. So you'd have to have Florida state, maybe Penn state. I don't know. I mean, we don't think Penn state is going to be like that, but I mean, Clemson, maybe, I don't know, but uh, uh, either way, preseason polls suck ass and uh, they're phony. They're phony. Uh, But just thought we'd talk about them. I'm the ultimate contradiction because I'm, we're talking about it here. <laughs> You're you know part of the mean? problem, yeah. not part of the solution. So I blame it on the producer, Noah Beanick that said, let's, let's hit, let's crowbar this in. Uh, I'm joking, Noah. Um, <laughs> anyway, here we go. But uh, let's talk about, we got four here. We got four independent schools. The UMass Minutemen. The Yukon Huskies. They play in the final game of the season, I believe, right? Or one of the final weeks of the season. They call it the Cumble. I think it's I think it's better. Alright. I think Yukon and UMass might surprise some. Other independents, Army and Notre Dame. You can make a case Northeast football is independent football in season. <laughs> I was about to say, can we just call this the North the uh, Northeast Conference? Let's go. Finally, Notre Dame in a conference. What? Just get like get like Villanova to come up and Holy Cross, a couple more, and you got yourself the Northeast Conference. I like this idea. You grab Villanova, Holy Cross, Maine. The, New Hampshire's good. They've been yeah. like a blue blood. 
Yeah. Delaware. Delaware. Okay. And get, you're starting to come into the mid Atlantic, but I'll accept it. And you go for uh long Island or Stony Brook. Throw them in there. Duquesne and Pittsburgh. Yeah. All right. Sign me up for this. I, I'm on board. Mary Mac. They have a good program. They're in Boston. Let's go. I, they they play UMass this year too. So watch out. By the way, uh, we'll get to it. Let's <laughs> let's get to it. The win total for the UMass Minutemen. Well, let me get paid first. Let, let, let's let's let's. Uh, want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience independent preview for 2023 is brought to you by Sports Gathering Podcast Patreon. Uh, sign up for the Patreon today to get ex, uh, access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize. Uh, besides season long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the patrons, plus a monthly SGP stories podcast, completely ad free and full of behind the scenes stories from SGPN. There's even a discord channel just for our patrons. Uh, only you can prevent corporate gambling. So do your part and sign up today. Sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. And remember as always folks to let it ride. We're also brought to you by game time. Look, uh, I don't know about you folks out there, but if you ever been to a game I, and I, I use this one, I was in Missoula, Montana doing some comedy and it dawned on me that they were playing. They were hosting the Eastern Washington Eagles and both were, you know, FCS top 10 teams. Uh, and I was like, Oh, I got to go to this game while I'm here. Since I'm going to be here, I got to And everyone in the town was talking about this game. That if you haven't been to Missoula, the whole, t- the whole town shuts down for football. It's fantastic. But I had a hard time getting tickets. I was checking all the, the online places. I, I couldn't find, this is like 10, 12, 13, 14 years ago. So uh, game time wasn't available then. All right. I couldn't find anything then. And I'm trying to scat, you know, I'm asking people at the bar, you got an extra ticket. I, I ended up, you know, finding a ticket, but paid way too much for a ticket there. Uh, and look really, that's why you should check out game time. The game time app. Absolutely. Fantastic. Also uh, uh, game time.co because buying, buying tickets to your favorite events should not be that stressful. All right. Game time is, is a fast and easy way to buy the tickets, you know, for all the sports, music, comedy, and, and theater stuff near you. Uh, and they got killer deals on last minute tickets and they have the best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hype for the fun you'll be having at that very event. All right. And let me tell you, game time is the place for the last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. All right. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, uh, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Uh, the game time guarantee means uh, you'll always have the best price too. If in fact, if you find tickets in the same section and you know, or the row uh, that for less game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Holy hell snag the tickets without the stress with the game with game time, you know, download the game time app, create an account and use the code uh, CFBX for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. I'm sorry. $20 off your first purchase, not 20% off terms apply again, create an account and redeem the code uh, CFBX for $20 off. Download the game time app, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And remember as always folks to let it ride. All right. We are back on the college football experience, 2023 independent preview. Uh, and we're going to just open things up with a bang and talk about the Minutemen of UMass. Um, the win total is sitting there at two and you're thinking, wow, 
<laughs> Two, the McGurk. But don't forget, Don Brown is a well, well experienced coach. Um, but don't forget, they haven't won multiple games since 2018. Can 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 you believe that stat? They haven't won multiple games in about in four seasons. So it's, they've either gone winless or one win. I can believe that because they, when they hired <laughs> Watt Bell, I was like, "What are they doing?" They they fired uh, what's his name? Who was doing Whipple? Who was doing a damn good job? They almost knocked off. Was it Florida or Tennessee? I forget. Right. I mean, uh, that's that's football karma. That's the gods. But look, I mean, this is a team. I think if you are a, a UMass fan, the active like how active they were in the transfer portal is, is huge to me. Sure. They went out and got some guys that I think um, they bring in what the Georgia tech transfer at the quarterback spot. Tayson. Oh man. Fomaka Khan who <laughs> used to be at Clemson. He was right, a Clemson right. recruit, All right? They've got Carlos Davis from Western Carolina with the catamounts. What up? Weehawk. Uh, and, and uh, Brady Olson, they have Brady Olson. So, uh, I mean, I think they're much deeper at the quarterback spot. Olson was there last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm saying like he they, they bring have, him back. They have three guys. Yeah. So the running back spot, uh, we we need to see what's going to happen there because I, I see them leading with K. Ron Adams. But dude, this team is just full of transfers. Last year he added a bunch of transfers. Th- this year, the, the, now they also had a couple of transfers leave that were very good players, like Oklahoma State and Michigan came into. Uh, take some of their better players, but Mark Pope comes in from Miami. I mean, he was a good wide out with the hurricane at, at, you know, I remember playing him at DFS. Anthony Simpson comes in from Arizona. Like they have guys penciled in through this roster all over. I mean, Tyler Rudolph at the safety spot from Penn state, Steven Ortiz from Minnesota. I mean, like at, at the corner spot, they have guys. That, so I trust that the talent level is way higher than it was two years ago. Sure. And even last year, the talent started to get better, but this was still a one and 11 team last year. whose only win came over Stony Brook in a game where they were, you know, out yardage by about 70 yards. UMass didn't have a, a quarterback pass for over hundred yards till week nine. <laughs> I mean, this Football's I mean, back, know, baby. Don um, Brown came into a team that was at the bottom of the bottom, complete overhaul. If you're thinking positive, at least they were playing better ball the second half of the, of the season. I mean, there were still some lopsided losses, like losing forty-four-seven against Army in the in but, the season finale. But it was ten to three in the fourth quarter against yeah. Texas A&M. And yeah, they lost on the road to Arkansas State by two. They played Texas A&M fairly close. Dude, only lost twenty to three on the road. It was ten to three in the. We were watching it here. Ten to three. That was the JFK Bowl. It was ten to three <laughs> in the fourth quarter. And uh, the coaches pull had uh, Texas A and M number five. It's <laughs> my point exactly. Um, uh, so they were they were playing better as the season progressed. So you hope that they can win more than a game this year. Well, the win total is that too. So you hope they win more than two games if you're if betting you're on, on UMass. And I <laughs> am on the over with UMass. You think so? Because my problem is, and I mean, I wouldn't go through the schedule here, but I only see maybe three winnable games. Schedule is tough, but. I think week zero at New Mexico is winnable, even though I favor New Mexico State. That is New Mexico State and Jerry Kill. 
I, you know, I didn't even include this as a winnable because New Mexico State went bowling last year and it's on the road. Very so, true. Uh, and, and I think New Mexico State is what ten point favorites, thirteen point favorites. Uh, I'd have to pull they, it up again. It was ten. Okay, it was ten. Uh, look, I favor New Mexico State, but I'm saying it wouldn't shock me if UMass won at New Mexico State. Um, well, as high, as high as you are on the Aggies, you you better hope New Mexico State beats UMass in the opener. That is a lock of mine on the over. But even if they lose that game, they still will hit the over. Um, <laughs> then they go take on Auburn Week One. I like the fact they get the Week Zero game before they take on Hugh Strip Club Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. Uh, they're going to lose that though too, and they'll be zero and two, right? Circle this one though. Circle this one. Miami, Ohio, the Red Hawks come into the McGurk because let me tell you something. If Miami, Ohio was to pull the upset against Miami, Florida, which I actually think there's a chance week one talk about a great letdown spot would be coming to the McGurk to take on UMass in their third game of the season. Now I still favor Miami, Ohio, and I will say, Oh, and three. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty high on Miami of Ohio. They have, I think, 16 returning starters. They get Blaine Gabbert back from injury last year for his fifth year. Uh, you know, probably the best defense in the MAC. A bunch of offensive linemen returning. I don't think UMass is ready to win this game. Now, you know, MAC schools are 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 kind of fickle. You know, the, the one up next is is as well. So so maybe there's a chance here, but I got to chalk up as an 0 and 3 start. So then they head to the factory uh, in Ypsilanti, Michigan, uh, to take on Eastern Michigan. Look, and I watched this game a year ago. You know, UMass was up thirteen nothing, <laughs> and you're thinking, dude, they're gonna do it. Michigan State scores twenty unanswered. I'm sorry, Eastern Michigan scores twenty unanswered, wins the game twenty to thirteen. But watch out, watch out, because Chris Creighton, you know, he plays close games. He doesn't just <laughs> blow teams out by forty. Uh, I'm yeah, still- it, last year was at Eastern Michigan as is this year. I mean, come on. Why is not Eastern Michigan going to UMass? It's <laughs> uh, a good point. Uh, so Oh, and four, right? Yep. This is it right here. Danny Gonzalez cross country. I get it. Brian Vincent, the OC brings in Dylan Hopkins, but they have a, a just a couple returning starters. This I'll say this between Miami, Ohio, Eastern Michigan, and New Mexico, they're getting one win. I was going to say the next one, this is a little bit of a homestand here is Arkansas state. I was saying between New Mexico and Arkansas state, they get one. Oh, I was going to say they get two there. <laughs> no, no, uh, I, dude, I have them. Entering I actually October. favor. I have them favored against Arkansas state. Yeah. So, so no, through, through the first half of the season, I have them at one and five. Sounds like, it sounds like you're at two and four and pushing already, huh? Pushing already. Now the Toledo Rockets come to town. That might be an ass whooping. Yeah. Uh, so two and five. Then at Penn State, watch out, Nittany Lions. Uh, yeah, that's good. I actually think this is your stretch. You get a bye week on October twenty first. I kind of like this stretch right here. At Army, remember Army can no longer run the triple option. True. They're, they're doing the shotgun. I think this is a winnable game. I mentioned Army beat them 44 7 the last time UMass took the field. But I lo- UMass. But guess what they didn't have? They didn't have that bye week before. True. It I helps. think I think it's a winnable game, man. And I can tell you this Mary Mack, who's definitely good in the FCS, watch out. Because <laughs> look, last year they, they beat Stony Brook 20 to 3. 
Stony Brook was ass. Merrimack's actually good. Like Merrimack can win that game. Yeah. That's what they're going to go one on one there. Maybe I have you. Maybe I have two UMass beating Merrimack, so I'm at two now. You're at four. Yeah. Wow. Well, no, no, no. I've said best case scenario four. Okay. I got them at three. I okay. think they're a three and nine football team, but then they get another buy because they play the week zero game. Then they head to Liberty to take on the Flame and Libs, and then you got the UConn game. UConn, UMass, final week of the season, the way it should be, folks. <laughs> um. You know, UMass leads that all-time series, thirty-eight to thirty-six. UMass won a couple years ago, though. Well, I got this team as a three and nine team. I do think they're going to be a lot more competitive this year. Yeah, I mean that started to happen second half of last year. I have them at two and ten. The question is, I, I, I mean, I do think they're not going to just win one game this year. They're going to win at least two. So, originally, I was thinking it was a, a higher likelihood to be under than over, but I don't see them only winning one and therefore maybe they get lucky in one other game and hit three. You've kind of talked me into an over here. Yes. And for program trajectory, I have them on the up for sure. Yeah. I think, I think they have the right guy for the job in his second term. Well, you you have it as steady on the sheet here. Well, you know, that sheet was done about a week ago, buddy. <laughs> they are a lot on the can up. change in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. T- talk to some of those pac 12 teams. <laughs> a lot can change in a week and uh, I'm going to change it to up. All righty. Now let's go on over to uh, the, the rivals, Jim Mora, friend of the program and the Yukon Huskies buddy. With a win total of five, that's just insulting to me. I, without even diving in, this this might be on the locks episode. They went six and six in Jim Moore's first year with you know, their with their four star starting quarterback, right? And, and they Terry, had wins over yeah. good teams like Fresno, Boston College, and Liberty. I mean, I don't know if yeah. Boston College classified as a good team last year, but still, I mean, power you five. know, power they paid five. them a lot of money. Yeah. Um. So, and, and I don't know if you know this. Do you know who their starting quarterback is? Is it going to be Fagano from from Maine, the former Black Bear, or is it going to be Roberson? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's probably going to be Roberson, but Joe Fagnano does transfer in from Maine, one of the great names of F, F, FCS quarterbacks. Um, either way, I know they lose Nathan Carter to Michigan State at the running back spot, but uh, Brian Bruton played solid. They also have Devontae Houston. They bring in uh, Jalen Mitchell from Louisville. Um, I, I like this team. I mean, I think they're going to be a lot better. You look at the fact that they were that they returned 17 starters from a year four, ago, four or five on the offensive line. Also oh, now I when, mean, when I first saw five, like you, I was man, what, excuse me, smash the over schedules. Tricky schedule is tricky. Let's get to it because week one at the wrench. And remember they got this Yukon national championship basketball money and maybe some big 12 money coming in the future. Uh, NC State's coming into the wrench. This is a dangerous game for NC State, in my opinion. It's a dangerous game. Fagnano against Armstrong. You know, uh, buddy, I'm taking NC State, but I, I'm I actually have NC State like the Notre Dame's on deck for NC State, so it's a classic look ahead. Yeah. Just saying, tread lightly, Wolfpack fans. Uh, but I'll say zero and one. How about yourself? Well, there's two ACC teams who go up to the wrench because the ACC is, is, is foolish. Like the PAC 12 was, you know, yeah. why are they playing Why are they playing at UConn? I have no idea. If you want to play at UConn, 
invite them into your damn conference. Okay. <laughs> They're probably deserving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think those games, I'm a little worried about those games for both NC state and Duke, but ultimately I think they both get the W there and probably closer than expected wins. Yes. Then Yukon heads to Georgia state in Atlanta week two. I favor Yukon here. Now, could they lose this game? 100%. But I would, if I'm setting this line, I would say Yukon minus three. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough game. Uh, Georgia state. It's not like it's a, a hostile environment or anything. I think Yukon's going to win a, I mean, what do you think of, the, of their first four games? So the, the, you know, it's NC state, Georgia state, FIU and Duke. I mean, I, I think I had them at one and three, but two and two is certainly possible. Really? I have them at two and two, but I just think they'll be favored against Georgia state and the airport. I, I'll be honest. It wouldn't even shock me if they knocked off NC state or Duke, but cause they are both at home, but uh, I'm going to go conservative and say one and three, but I do have them beating Utah state at home in the next game. Me too. That's their third win for me. And then they head down to Houston to take on the Rice Owls. Who, who, who also went bowling last year, right? Yeah, yeah, they went bowling too. But I actually think ah, that game is such a 50-50 game. They kind of remind me of each other. I Um, think the home game at South Florida is 50-50 also. So I'm gonna split those games and I'm gonna have UConn at three wins after that. I have them beating Georgia State, Florida International, Utah State, and I'll be honest. I think, I think they're better than rice in, in South Florida. Yeah. So, so, I mean, the fact that South Florida has to come to the wrench, I'll put them at five wins. Okay. Uh, now at Boston college, they did smack Boston college a year ago, held them to three points. Right. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I guess I'd favor Boston College there. I don't yeah, know. So here we have a tough stretch of three straight road trips at BC, at Tennessee, at JMU. I think this is a three game slide. I think they lose all three of them. They could beat Boston College. I mean, they did last year. So, like, I, yeah, I'll join you on it, but wouldn't shock me. Then they're home to Sacred Heart. Uh, they will beat Sacred Heart and they will beat UMass. So I got a nice them. way to end the season with two, you know, pretty easy games. Buddy, I think this is like, like worst case scenario, five wins. I was pretty damn conservative there, and I had them at five and seven, which is right on the number. That you get one more of those between you know Georgia. I had them losing to Georgia State, FIU, Rice. You had Boston them losing College. to FIU. Uh, well, either them or Georgia State. Oh, no, no. Okay. Uh, so oh, yeah. yeah, I had them at at one and three in in the uh, first four. So just win one more of those. So I, I'm on the over. You know, I'll lock this. I feel like we had to lock something in the between these four. So uh, you know what? I'll go with you. Give me the over. Lock it up. Trust I mean, the, the the program is headed in the right direction. They're not oh, going to take, take a step back and lose one last game. One hundred percent. And on the spreadsheet, what is your UMass thing with an I there? That that's an over, right? Yeah. Okay. That's an autocorrect. Yeah. Um, I am locking up, and I actually think. Look, we. I think worst case scenario is five wins, right? I actually think they could win like seven or eight. Eight. I I could build a case for eight. You want you build, want me to build a case, please. Okay. Ready? Uh, they pull an upset against either NC State or Duke, right? They're both at the wrench, right? 
that's they beat Boston College a year ago. Uh, so NC State or Duke, one win, right? Georgia State two, Florida International three, Utah State four, Rice five, South Florida six, right? Seven Sacred Heart, eight UMass, and I'll even say this: that's the, without me giving them Boston College. Take away NC State and Duke and give them the Boston College win. That's eight wins. I mean, this is the same team that, yeah, that, you know, actually their losses last year, Utah state on the road, Syracuse at Michigan at NC state, NC state beat them 41, 10 last year. Yeah. They lost to ball state. That was their worst loss. So ball state was still solid. I mean, yeah, Carson Lexington Steele, you know, pounding the ball yeah. through the middle there. And then they lost to army 34, 17, not a great loss, but you know, and then Marshall in the bowl game. So really, you know, not any bad losses. Dude, they passed the eye test when you watched them. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this team's good. Um, so let's go over. Let's go. Lock it up. All right, folks. Look, before we get to the next team, I want to tell you that the college football experience independence preview for uh 2023. Yeah, and, that, and Noah's right in the chat there. Utah State loss was because of the QB injury. I agree. It looked like UConn was about to pull off the upset against Utah State before Roberson went down. Uh, but folks, I want to tell you, we're brought to you by Parlay Play. Yes. Look, parlay play is a great way to get down on your favorite parlay player props. Football season's right around the corner, and parlay play will have all of your favorite props. Parlay play is available in a ton of different states, including California and Texas. Plus, our friends up north, our good friends up north in Canada. Guess what? Parlay play is available in a bunch of different provinces, so check it out. Uh, and uh, when you sign up, make sure you use our sweet bonus to get you started. I've mentioned this already. A parlay that I like is the over on the Utah, or I'm sorry, the not Utah, the San Jose State USC game, uh, week zero. I think it's at 63 and a half or 64, depending on where you you go for your book. I also like Rich Rodriguez and Jacksonville State to beat UTEP in their first ever game in the FBS, week zero. Uh, so that is a parlay. I like head over to parlayplay.io. Use that promo code SGP for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's parlayplay.io. promo code S G P. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Independence preview. You gotta love the independence. Shout out to the chat. They're rolling, rolling along. Uh, Frozo's asking if Navy can keep up with a new air attack of South Florida though. Navy though, that you're talking AAC football body. That That's that right. preview will be coming. That preview will be coming. But um let's uh let's hop on over now and talk about the Army Black Knights because this is one of college football's mystery teams to me. Uh obviously the rule changes. The rule changes I think, you know, I've had an opportunity to ask Troy Calhoun, this Air Force's coach, and you know, he did not seem very bullish on his team <laughs> based on the rule changes. Uh, and I, I wonder if Munkin feels the same way. I didn't get a chance to ask Jeff Munkin hard to gauge army this year because of that. Yeah. Is it going to have, you know, a major effect or will it just be a, a, another minor hurdle to overcome adapt and overcome? I think that's the Marines motto, but you know, black Knights close enough. Yeah, they're bringing in. I think it was Nebraska Kearney's offensive coordinator from like D two, um, that runs basically the Kennesaw State version of the option. So they're going to be going shotgun option, which is still in in a way triple option. I think Jamie Chadwell, um, man, I, I mean, I love the fact they returned Tyrell Robinson. I like Jacoby Buchanan coming back. Tyson Riley. Like if they were just running the option, I would be like, oh, this team's going to win nine games. But uh, 
uh, do the Marines have a football team? I don't think so. We need to get that. Um, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Well, yeah. they they won nine games in 2021 and 2020. They won 11 games back in 18. Yeah, and look, last year um, they lost to Troy by a point. They lost to Air Force by six. You know, they were in some of those games. Coastal Carolina by ten. UTSA in overtime by three. They were probably a little bit better than what we you know would deem them. Their six and six record, but you yeah. know. Let's take a, a closer examination at who they beat last year. I, granted, they were very close against some good teams, but they beat Villanova, Colgate, ULM, UMass, UConn, and Navy. They only beat one team that had that went bowling, and that was yeah. UConn. Yeah. So not the best wins on your uh, 2022 schedule for Army. So I think we have to keep that in mind when we're looking at this year. Yeah, and uh look, they open the season on the road at ULM. This is a game that uh uh well, Marines football is D3. Okay, there you go, Frozo. Sweet. Check them out. Shout out to them. Uh The ULM game I think is a true 50-50 game. I think when we did the ULM preview, we leaned ULM. Yeah, I, we did. I don't feel we? good about that. No. But especially knowing that they beat the shit out of ULM a year ago. But I just don't know what to expect out of them out of the gun. Right. You know, so and it's not great that, you know, a team with it's you know bringing in a new offense, a new OC and you have three of your first four games are on the road. And if you go, you know, at UTSA at Syracuse, those those are tough games. So I don't have Army starting off the season very well. I give them Delaware State in week 2 and I think they lose all three of those road yeah. games. But they're uh, but they, three. the ULM game, they could be 2 and 2. Of course, of Could course. be 2 and 2 there. Um, so yeah, then they get the, the bye week on September 30th. Uh, then they're home to Boston college who they beat the last time Boston college went to West point, um, home to Troy at LSU home to UMass. Let's talk about that four games gap right there. I, I kind of want to give them two. I mean, they're going to beat UMass. I think uh, no guarantee. <laughs> I kind of want to give them one more between the, the homes, the home games with Boston college and Troy. I'm not. They'll surprise somebody somewhere. I'm not. No. Wow. So you have them at uh, two and six. I just think the other teams are better right now. It's I'm going to go out so on many... a limb and say you're thinking under, huh? I am. Well, look. Let's let's play devil's advocate. Let's say they beat Boston College again. Okay. Right. Three and five. Uh, then they play Air Force in Denver. I think Air Force is better than them. I think so. Especially it's in Denver. If it was in, you know, Foxborough or something, I would uh, maybe. But then, uh, what are they doing with this one? <laughs> They're gonna lose to Holy Cross. You realize Holy Cross is better than them. Yeah, I realize. I know Holy Cross is good, but are you that sure that they're better than Army? Yeah, I think I am. Matthew Saluka, like, dude, South Dakota State won the FCS national championship. The team that played them the best was Holy Cross, not North Dakota State, right? I think Holy Cross is a better team right now. Like, I'm taking Holy Cross to win that game. I'll give Army this one. Really? I don't know, and, buddy. And I think Army wins at least at least one of the Coastal Carolina <laughs> and and the Navy game to finish things. You know, up. Holy Cross is like preseason number four in the FCS. Okay, like, that's a bold take. Like, uh, you know, if you were to throw Army beating Holy Cross is a bold take. 
I think I think to just say like yeah they got this one I I think it's insane I think it's insane to to, to assume that, um, but I'm I'm taking Holy Cross, dude. Okay. Uh, then they're uh, hosting Coastal Carolina. I'll say this, they get they get Coastal. All right. They got to go up to the cold. Yeah. All right. So that could be if and that's with me giving them BC. That would be Delaware State, BC, UMass. Coastal. That's four. What's the win total? Six. Yeah. They're not hitting this. They're not hitting this. Dude, they could win four out of their last five, and then you add Delaware State, and one other one would be six. You know, I mean, I I think the best case scenario is six and six, and it could be it could be worse. It it could be a couple yeah. games worse. So I think Dude, you have to go under. We're giving them BC. We're giving you're giving them holy the holy like well. Dude. So so say they start off two and zero. Oh. If they beat ULM, they're in a, a decent spot to to steal one of those BC Troy games. That's three. UMass four, Holy Cross five, Coastal Carolina six, Navy seven. There's <laughs> Dude, a path. There's a path for an over. You just gave them every every 50-50 game. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think Troy and Troy and Boston College are technically a 50-50 game, especially with the rule changes. There's I like a path the for an over, but I think with those rule changes, there's too many questions and you have to go under. You gonna lock it? I am locking up the arm. I mean, look, I'm sorry, Army. I love this, you, Jeff Munkin. This is a total Benedict yeah. right here. I mean, Army, you love triple option football. The, and, you and love the, the service academy. And, and our country. And you're it, stabbing them in the back. Our country is is making terrible decisions <laughs> by, by ruining the option, the cut block rule. I'm sorry, Jeff Munkin, because you deserve better. Talked to Randy Cross the other day. He's I thought on. you were about to say the country's making horrible decisions sending these men overseas into foreign wars, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, no. It is all about. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, look, dude, I was talking to Randy Cross about this, former offensive lineman, right? And he thinks it's all bullshit. He thinks that rule is bullshit too. He goes, dude, uh, you know, they, they make this up. They have yet to show any data. And if he, and he took the Troy Calhoun route too. He said, I if anything, I think they're making the game more unsafe by, by, you know, you're going to be going high more. So more shots to the head and neck area. Wasn't it, just, it Saban that was complaining about triple option football last year? Yeah. Well, there two you years go. Ago. It might've been two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, but either way, uh, buddy, I'm locking up. You're not locking it up on this one. No, I don't think so. Wow. Lame, lame. Now. Let's talk about the final independent school, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Sam Hartman, 39 years old, coming in to Notre Dame. Uh, obviously, Tommy Reese, he he committed to Notre Dame with Tommy Reese, gets to South Bend, and then Tommy Reese says, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> Going to Alabama and Saban. Uh so they they thought you know, they were going to get Andy Ludwig, the offensive coordinator of Utah, didn't happen, and now Gerard Parker, who was the tight end coach, is going to be the new offensive coordinator. Um, what do you think of Marcus Freeman's first year? Uh, you know, hard to explain losses to Marshall and Stanford, but they did get better as the season went along. So like eight and oh. four with the win over South Carolina in the Gator Bowl. I, think it's, I mean, it's a solid first year. Yeah. I mean, there was some starts like losing to Marshall and Stanford's tough. They, they almost lost to Cal too. At least Marshall been. was a good team too. This, the Stanford loss at home. Yeah. Is, is wild. 
but uh, the offensive line might be one of the best in the nation, right? Uh, per the usual. Yes, per the usual, and then the that you know that Sam Hartman and then uh, Aldrich Estime. That guy's a fucking beast. Um, they also brought in Devin Ford from Penn State, and they have Price also, and that, that moves Chris Ty- Tyree to the slot back. I know Phil Steele when we had him on the show. Go listen to our Phil Steele episode. Very high on the Irish, um, but I still worry about the wide receiver position. Like you can bring in. Hey, I worry about this. I worry that you bring in Sam Hartman, and he's and he's thinking I'm going to be able to run this one offense with uh, Tommy Reese. Then he leaves, and then they don't get Andy Ludwig. He turns down the job. Which tells me that they something's weird. They didn't want this offensive coordinator, but yet he's now the offensive coordinator. Yeah, and and I'm concerned about that. I also am concerned about Sam Hartman without the slow mesh, um, because I do believe Wake Forest, you know, they're quarterback proof. If you listen to Clawson, he's perfectly happy with Griffiths, he, and and they were fine with Newman before that. So. Sam Hartman's like 28. This is like year six or something for him. He's so experienced. I think he's going to be just fine. Oh, he's definitely an upgrade at the quarterback spot for Notre Dame. Right. My my but, thing but, is like But you're right. The the receiving group is probably their worst unit Wake on Forest, offense and defense. Wake Forest wideouts are way better than Notre Dame wideouts. Yeah. Uh but he will have an off he will have a great offensive line behind him. That is right. good. The defense, uh love the secondary. I think it's one of the best secondaries, but the defensive line might not be as good as it's been recently. Uh linebacking course should be pretty good with Kaiser and Bertrand. Yep. Um, shout out to Lane Elliott in the chat. Um, but buddy, the win total sitting at nine. We know they get the Duke basketball treatment. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Dallas Cowboy treatment. Um, let's talk about this because Notre Dame's schedule a lot harder than I think for most years for them. Right. Yeah. And also, I mean, the nine overs plus one forty five, the unders minus one seventy. Which tells you that I think most people might lean under when they see that nine. But uh, yeah, let's look at the schedule. Well, in two weeks, they're off to Ireland. I'm your leprechaun to take <laughs> on the uh, midshipman and, and Brian Newberry. It's funny, Randy. I was talking to Randy Cross about this. He said, take the points in Navy. Take the points in Navy. Somewhat. Uh, he said, it'll be close for a little bit. And then uh, Notre Dame will uh, open it up in the in the I fourth. I think the he spread thinks. is tw- is it sitting at twenty somewhere around so. there. Yeah. Uh, okay, one and zero, right? Yeah, yeah. Then Eddie George and Tennessee State out of the Ohio Valley Conference coming in the OVC slash Big South coming in first FCS ever playing Two Notre Dame. Two and zero, and now is where it gets tricky because they head down to Raleigh, North Carolina. Carter Finley, a little Brennan Armstrong. Against Sam Hartman. By the way, Hartman hasn't had great success at Carter Finley. Give me NC State upset special because Notre Dame. This place is going to be lit. This is their first real road test. That's what stands out to me too is the road schedule here. Road uh, schedule tough. You're playing four teams with a winning record on the road a year ago, and the fifth one is at Stanford, who beat you <laughs> a year ago. I'm, so I'm with you. Give me uh, NC State in this. So two and one. Then they're home to Central Michigan. Fire up chips. They'll beat Central Michigan, right? Three and one. Three and one. And then they're home to Ohio State. And I know Phil Steele said, look, I, the spread's at seven. He has it at a pick. Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> I have Ohio State minus uh minus probably, I would say, give me Ohio State minus like four. 
We're, we're 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 thinking too much alike so far. I got to go Buckeyes here also. So that's that's lost too. Then they head to Durham, North Carolina, to take on Mike Elko, the former defensive coordinator of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, a couple years back. Um, this is a tricky game, man. Oh, especially so. This is at Duke, at Louisville, back to back weeks. They're losing one of those. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them both actually, but I damn sure don't feel good about it. All right, I'm gonna play devil's advocate and, and meet you in the middle there. But I would yeah. be like, those are two good teams. Um, they're home to USC. No, they're losing one of those three. Yeah, one of those three, they're dr- definitely yeah. dropping, and that so would put that that would put them at nine. That's right. That's right. Then they get a bye week, and they're home to pit the Jerkovic Bowl. Yeah, that's right. Jerkovic has been outspoken about how he he did not like his time in South Bend. <laughs> um, I'm still going to give it to the Irish there, though. But I could—I mean, it's, it's a—it's like a 55-45 game. Pitt plays their style of ball, dude. Right? Like this is the one that—I don't know, man. I feel like Pitt can bang with them. Like you know how you're like you Notre Dame's offensive line should be able to destroy a lot. Of, like when they play Duke and Louisville, you're like, man, Notre Dame's offensive line is probably yeah. going to have their way. Right? Not against Pitt. Against True. Pitt, you're like, uh, no, this might be very interesting. And it's in South Bend. Okay, I'll even say this is a win against Pitt, but I don't feel great about this one. Agreed. Uh at Clemson, loss. Loss. They could lose both of those, dude. Um, they get remember they have week zero though, so they do get two bye weeks. So they get the bye week before Pitt, that might help. Then uh they get a second bye week after Clemson and before they host Wake Forest in the Hartman Bowl. Senior night in, in South Bend is senior night for Wake Forest and their guy Sam Hartman. I think the Notre Dame ends strong. They beat Wake and they beat Stanford, and they go eight and four. And I'm on the under. Looking at their schedule, help first off. Are, are you agreeing with me, eight and four? Yes. And I actually think this is somewhat lockable. I mean, there's at least seven games they could lose. That's Obviously, they're not going to lose well, all seven of them. True, but look, we mentioned the uh, the team with the losing record. That, that I don't think they'll have a losing record. But if there was one, I think the schedule is really hard. They could lose NC State. They could lose Ohio State, Duke, Louisville. That's four. USC five. Pitt six. Clemson seven. I would even argue they're not going to lose all of them. But I would say, dude, Wake Forest is still solid. Now, I worry about the line of scrimmage in the Notre Dame game, but it wouldn't shock me if if Stanford can go into South Bend and win, then fucking Wake Forest can go <laughs> the South Bend and win. I gotta uh, lock this up, man. I gotta lock it up. Yeah, I'll this, is, this is this is not a ten and two team with that schedule. I agree. I will join you. We are locking up the under on Notre Dame and nine wins. I, you know, three locks out of four teams. Not too bad. I love this uh, independent conference. All right. Only two locks for me. Let's talk about the trajectory of these programs. Notre Dame steady for now. Cause I think Freeman's doing a good job bringing in talent. Yeah. His first year has to be deemed uh, somewhat of a success eight and four or finishing nine and four. So I'm going to say steady right now. I put uh so let's talk about UConn. I put them as up because Jim Mora seems to be in the fact sure. that they could be in a power five conference very soon. I don't know. That's that, that talk has seemed to cool down now. Yeah. Yeah. True. Unless but, the ACC know, surprises us. I, I guarantee you this. If he wins eight this year, the big 12 might say, Hey, <laughs> um, army. I put us down because of the rule changes. Fair enough. Okay. 
Uh, folks, that's our show. Should we? Uh, who do we have in the independent championship? <laughs> uh, UConn versus Notre Dame. <laughs> Lane Elliott in the chat says, "Biggest question I have for the Service Academy is how the the blocking will affect the totals. No yeah. more auto underplays. That's something I'll have to monitor this season. Uh, this is a good question for you, Nick. As we go out on this, okay. The uh, the clock. You know, we, we have a running clock this year in college football. That's right. They're talking about shaving twenty minutes off a game. Thank you. Yes, I disagree with your. With I want more football. I would like it, you know, to run five hours for these games. But I'll say this, buddy. Do you think there'll be more upsets because of twenty minutes off the clock? Take take for example, perhaps yeah. that Notre Dame Navy game where you know maybe Randy Cross is right, and in the fourth they will traditionally open it up. Actually, that was a one score game a year ago, but. Uh, if yeah, there's you, if there's think, less plays, right? You, you you kind of shorten the game, you know, keep it close, and then and see which way the ball bounces towards the end. Uh, you might you might be onto something. I mean, you know, originally I didn't think this was going to affect things that much, but especially where you get like a run heavy team like an army or 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 a navy, you know. So at least that this is one rule change in their favor, and they have one rule change not in their favor. Maybe it's a wash. Perhaps. I mean, but in general, just the whole college football landscape, you think like when, if you, I don't know, just talking random games, you're like, wait, does, uh, will we see more upsets because 20 minutes off of a football game? Yeah. You, know, you would think, you know, the longer the game, the more time for the cream to rise to the top depth depth. Also, you know, like sure. take Tulane at Oklahoma a few years ago, they were beating them in the fourth quarter. Oklahoma comes storming back and it looked like Tulane was getting a little tired. Yeah. You know, like if you're shaving 20 minutes off a game, that's true. Might, might help. Might help the teams that don't have as much depth. I did not think about that. We'll have to uh, take a look in week zero. Yeah, folks, something to ponder. Cannot wait. As we look, we're breaking down all 133 teams. Solo podcast for each and every single team in the land. All right. So in case you want more UConn, more UMass, more Notre Dame, it's going to be out there. College football uh, experience on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you hear podcast, um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're just getting started, folks. Week zero is coming right around the corner. Uh, you like UMass and the points against New Mexico State, Nick? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think All it's right. a long, long road trip to start things off. I think New Mexico State's going to win by about ten or so. They're going to cover that. Yeah, yeah, fair. Uh, I think I agree. But uh, folks, uh, look, we got you covered. We're going to have week zero stuff. We got, I I host the FCS college football experience. Maybe you're a Holy cross fan. That's tuning in. Maybe you're a Mary Mac fan saying we're going to fucking beat UMass this year. Or maybe you're an Eddie George, Tennessee state guy saying, give us a chance. Notre Dame. Uh, Look, I host the the FCS college football experience. Make sure you subscribe there. SG.pn slash FCS. but you can find that wherever podcasts are found. We also host the college basketball experience. UConn fans, when the when the season tips, I'm here every single night of the season. Actually, let's talk a little bit about that, NC Nick. UMass Frank Martin, year two. You got UConn, fifth national championship in 20, 25 years. You got Notre Dame hiring Micah Shrewsbury. Yeah. Uh, and army is uh, army. Uh, uh, army's army's not an independent in basketball. I see none of the schools are independent League. in basketball. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. But uh, look, when the basketball season tips, you'll hear me each and every single night of the season. We're gonna have some preseason episodes. We already did a couple off season episodes. 
Subscribe to the college basketball experience. Also check out the college baseball experience. I love that army college baseball team. All right, let's go. Me and Noah Beenick do, doing the Lord's work there on the college baseball experience. Also check out the uh, big 12 experience. If you're a big 12 fan, we have a solo podcast now covering the big 12. Uh, we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. So you definitely want to be subscribed there. If you can, please hop on over. Uh, yes, Army does dominate the Patriot League in baseball. Uh, if you can, though, <laughs> hop on over to iTunes, give us a five star review. All right, it's five star season, guys. All right, we've been grinding hard for you guys. The least you can do is get on over there and give us a five star review and, 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 you know, help us out a little bit. That sponsors, look at that shit, you know? Let's go, folks. Uh, also, Check out the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store. You'll get access to all of our episodes, our articles, a lot of great college football content coming out over there. Uh, so check that out and uh, check out the sports gambling podcast as they break down all 32 NFL teams um, and our sports gambling podcast, Patreon. Yeah. Hop in there. Here's some stories. Patty C will tell you about the time he, he broke both of his hands. All right. It, within, within 15 minutes. Uh, so <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, we got, we got you covered with all that. And, uh, what else do we got discord? Come talk ball with us. Week zero is gonna be a lot of fun in the discord. We're talking DFS, all this good stuff. Sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. All right. Until next time, this is the college football experience, independent preview for 2023. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Run and shoot. We can get it right.